So what do big pharma and supplements have in common? Turns out, too much. This is a case of what you don't know could hurt you. And here's why. Your favorite supplement brand is probably not owned by your favorite supplement brand anymore. The supplement industry is rapidly growing. In fact, it's anticipated to be worth $200 billion by 2028. Big pharma and large corporations want a piece of this very quickly growing pie, which could affect the supplements you take every day. In fact, over 100 popular supplement brands are owned by just 14 mega corporations. Listen in today and have your mind blown. Better yet, get advice for how to buy the best supplements for you and your family going forward. Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Well Podcast. Do you want to know how to eliminate exhaustion, brain fog, and bloating? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling, why am I so tired? Are you over being told that nothing's wrong with you and your symptoms are just a sign of aging? Hey, I'm Lisa Smith, functional medicine dietitian with a thriving holistic health practice, and I've been there, overwhelmed, in pain, and defeated when my doctors insisted that nothing was wrong with my health. But I knew something wasn't right and desperately wanted to find root cause solutions to feel like myself again, but it seemed impossible. So I took matters into my own hands and researched holistic health solutions to my exhaustion, inflammation, and gut problems. And now I want to share these life-changing solutions with you. In this podcast, you will find that radical health transformation comes from small steps in learning the right foods and nutrition for you healing your gut and dialing in your mindset so that you will be feeling better than ever. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty Well Podcast. I'm Lisa Smith, and today I'm going to talk to you about something that is mind-blowing. So let's start with a question. Who owns your favorite supplement brand? What is your favorite supplement brand? So go ahead and think about it. Now, would you ever think that maybe it's Clorox or a pharmaceutical company? Ah, well, today, when I talk to you about who owns the majority of the supplement companies in our country, it is going to blow your mind. More and more supplement brands are being bought out by large multinational conglomerates like Clorox and some of the other ones I'm going to be talking with you about. And in more recent years, say the past several years, even private equity firms and large pharmaceutical companies have been in this race to buy supplement companies. Now, many of the most popular supplement brands on the market are owned by very few huge corporations that have nothing to do with wellness or holistic health whatsoever. Which begs the question, why are these big corporations buying up supplement brands? Well, there are some very good reasons for this. For a pharmaceutical company, for instance, it takes decades and costs billions of dollars to develop a new pharmaceutical drug and to run through all the trials and to get FDA approval. On the other hand though, creating a new nutritional supplement requires much less time and 
is much less regulated. Unlike the process to get a pharmaceutical approved, the supplement industry being unregulated makes it so much easier and so much faster and more profitable to launch a new product. They also gain access to completely new consumer markets. This is a completely new industry when they start to break into health and wellness. Another reason why these big companies, and this is a big reason why these companies are buying up nutritional supplement companies, is because the supplement industry is growing very quickly and are poised for even more rapid growth in the horizon. So pharmaceutical companies are clearly seeing the lure of profitability and opportunities that are coming in the future. Why might this be a concern to us? Most pharmaceutical companies and big corporations answer to shareholders and investors. So of course, their number one goal is to increase profits. And the way they do that is through cost-cutting measures and through price increases. For vitamins, it's not a stretch to think that that's exactly how they're going to increase profits too. So some of our favorite brands that have been built on quality and integrity and the desire to see people get well, well now to capitalize on those profits, we might see cost-cutting measures in terms of ingredients and quality, and we also might see price increases. Here's a really interesting reason why this could be concerning. If we think about how pharmaceutical companies become more profitable, it's because because people become sicker. On the other hand, nutritional supplement companies, their whole focus of profit is based on people getting better. So what kind of conflict of interest is it when a pharmaceutical company buys up a supplement company? Now we've got a conflict of priorities because the pharmaceutical company, which owns medications, becomes more successful as people get sicker and need more medications. However, now they're also selling supplements, which are meant to keep people well, which would go against what their parent company is looking to do. So it's a sketch, to be honest. When you look at all these reasons why it's concerning that these big companies, especially pharmaceutical companies, are buying supplements to add to their portfolio, especially when their main profit comes from people being sick rather than healthy. Another point to keep in mind is that these massive corporations and conglomerates have unbelievable power to lobby for legislation they're not likely to lobby for legislation in favor of the consumer. So right now, even though the supplement industry is unregulated and there are downsides to that, there are definite cons to that, but at least we have the freedom to choose the supplements that will help us the most. But what may happen as regulation increases is that what we'll see is that they've put fewer and fewer high quality ingredients and less dosage within a supplement and they still raise the price. And so we're getting something that's basically pointless, but they're selling it to us as if it's helpful. And then what some regulators are looking to do is 
is drive some supplements to prescription. So we can see that it's very concerning when smaller supplement companies that were developed for the sake of helping people get well and stay well are now being eaten up by these big companies that really do not care about our health one bit, but they do care about their profits. Now let's talk about what happens when a smaller supplement brand has been bought out by a big company. What happens is the bigger corporation will streamline production processes and cut costs. What we wanna do is make sure we keep an eye on quality and purity of the supplements. And we can do that by paying attention to what's on the label, what the excipients are, those are the additives, and also are we still getting the same benefits that we used to get. An example of how they might cut costs in ingredients is that small companies typically are very careful in finding their sourcing of ingredients and these larger companies to cut costs can start to become less concerned with that and go with cheaper ingredients. Another thing they can do, and this is something that you wanna keep a, an eye out for in your labels, is they can start to say that some blends in their supplements are proprietary blends. So you might start to see things like groups of ingredients rather than things listed individually, and those groups might be a food-based vegetable blend or multi-collagen complex or something like that without any idea of how much you're getting per serving. So that allows them to use cheaper ingredients and fewer of the good ingredients without telling you what they've done. It's a way to hide what they're doing. So you wanna look for those things in your supplements too. Now, how do you know if you can trust your supplement brand? Well, let's start out with that. First, you wanna find out who owns it and keep in mind that the companies that are still independently owned are still likely to be philosophically inclined to use higher quality. So smaller companies that are philosophically driven and, and feel strongly about their mission are usually going to be a better choice as long as they go through all the steps in the process to make sure they're third party verified and that someone's checking to make sure the ingredients are in there that they say are in there and there's nothing in there that shouldn't be in there. But like I said, make sure you're reading product labels if you're doing this on your own. If you're working with a practitioner, they should know what the better companies are. I have heard some practitioners say, it's fine to go buy your vitamins at Walmart or CVS or a big box store. If you know of any practitioner who's saying that, run, don't walk, run to another practitioner because nothing could be further from the truth. Those supplements are garbage and, and studies have shown that there is very little, if any, of the active ingredient in those supplements that they claim to be in there. Not only that, there are things in there that you don't want in there, things like talc and things like additives. So anytime you hear a practitioner telling you that or posting that, mm -mm, no big red flag. So you never want to buy your supplements from a box store, from a discount store, from the grocery store, from a drug store, none of it, nor from GNC because GNC is now partially owned by a Chinese company or fully owned by a Chinese company. You want to avoid all those things. And I'm going to go through my favorite brands as well as my favorite brands that have been bought by big corporations that I have been keeping an eye on myself. 
and I suggest you do too. Keep a keen eye on them. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> Sorry, had to get on my soapbox there. But look who owns it. Does it use third-party testing? This is how you start to determine if a supplement is a high-quality supplement. You want them to do third-party testing to make sure that if they say it has 400 milligrams of vitamin C, that someone other than the company tested it, and indeed, it has 400 milligrams of vitamin C, and that it doesn't have things in it that it's not supposed to have in it, like junk. Okay, does it use safe, pure, and clean ingredients? Can you see how much of each ingredient is in it in terms of the active ingredients? So 400 milligrams of vitamin C or a thousand IUs of vitamin D3, that kind of thing. Does it use the right forms of ingredients? Now this takes a little bit more know-how. This usually helps to work with a practitioner to know is it using the active form of ingredients or the inactive form. So many times in multivitamins and the supplements I told you to steer clear of, they will use the cheapest, most ineffective forms of vitamins that they can get because it's a cost-cutting measure. So if you're looking at your multivitamin right now or your B-complex or if for some reason you're on a single B12 and not a B-complex, if it says cyanocobalamin, C-Y-A-N-O, cobalamin, C-O-B-A-L-M-I-N, then you know you are using the inactive form of vitamin B12, your body may or may not be efficient at activating it. So that is a poor quality. You want a vitamin, if you're looking say at the Bs in particular, there are a couple other good forms of B12. The one I usually go with is methylcobalamin, M-E-T-H-Y-L, and that means it's been methylated and it's active in everyone's body, whether they have an MTHFR SNP or whether they don't, the activated form of bees are always the best option and the highest quality. Again, you might want to work with a practitioner on that, or you might look at that yourself. But another great example is a synthetic vitamin E versus a natural vitamin E. It makes a difference. It makes a difference to your body and to your body's ability to use it. And then the, the last thing that you want to look at, again, you might want the help of a practitioner to do this, is does it provide clinically effective doses. I've had lots of people reach out to me and say, hey, I saw on this infomercial, it's always a famous doctor's name, trust me. <laughs> I saw on this infomercial that this vitamin would be great for healing my gut. There are a couple, oh, I really want to drop their names on here, but I won't. But if, let's put it this way, if it's a famous doctor, not like Dr. Myers or Dr. Axe, they're really good. But some of the others who actually do infomercials on TV and those kind of things where you have to watch it for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and then they try to sell you a very expensive supplement. It's always at least 60 or $70 and that's if you buy a few bottles. Those are the ones you want to avoid because what I have found time and time again is they do not use clinically effective doses. So when you look at the ingredients, they look fantastic. And when you look at the additives, they don't have bad additives in it. But when you look at the dosages, they're not effective. So people are paying lots of money and not getting a dose that's going to do them any good whatsoever. So now that I've blown your mind and we've seen that so many of our supplements are now owned by great big corporations, I want to challenge you to think like we tended to think that all of our vitamins came from food sources and our herbs 
were grown in fields where the owner of the company is making sure that they're grown in these pristine fields and they're being harvested the right way. And now we know that it's about 14 mega companies that own over a hundred, way over a hundred now, of the most popular supplement brands. And I'm gonna unpack this for you in a minute and it is, you're gonna be like, what are you talking about? I wanna point one out in particular, and this is one that just is a thorn in my side. A few years ago, a number of really well-respected supplement companies were owned by a private equity company that sold out to Nestle. Yep, the chocolate company, you got it. And Nestle has a division and has had for several years or so, more maybe, Nestle Health Sciences. So they purchased the company that owned Garden of Life, Pure Encapsulation. Douglas Labs, which really for me is very sad because I love Pure Encapsulations and I respect Douglas Labs. And now they've also bought, just so you know, Vital Proteins, the collagen company, and Wobenzyme. I've already talked to you about why, right? Because now they can break into a line of business that is incredibly profitable. But when it comes to Nestle, we really have to know that human health is on the bottom of the barrel in terms of their priorities. Everything above the bottom of the barrel is simply profits. It's all about the profit. Nestle, they have done lots of terrible things in the world that harm human health for the sake of profit. If you want to learn more, go check out this blog called Why Nestle is One of the Most Hated companies in the world. And you'll start to see for yourself their wrongdoings, like introducing baby formula into African countries as mothers right after they gave birth and the mother's milk dried up and they had to buy the formula and they couldn't afford it, but they no longer were able to nurse. And things like taking water for their Nestle water from areas under drought. So you, you got to check it out. But anyhow, so now they own some of my favorite supplement companies, which to me is so disappointing to say the least. I continue to use a lot of pure encapsulations. And if you know me well, and if you've come to see me, you know that to be the case. I use it. My family uses it. I recommend it for my clients. But I am here to tell you, I keep a very keen eye on the ingredients. I check the labels regularly, and I keep an eye on the efficacy. I want to make sure that it is they're still working the way they used to. And if that ever changes at any point, then I will be finding alternatives because there are other great alternatives that are still independently owned. We're going to talk about those. Interestingly, fun fact, side note, Nestle, the chocolate company, no longer exists. They sold out to the chocolate company Ferraro. So now they are more of a health sciences and water company and no longer so much a chocolate company even though you'll see it on the label, but Ferraro actually owns them. Let me highlight for you a few of the big corporations. I want to read this map to you. It's incredible. I wish, you know, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes, but it, it is unbelievable. So I told you, Nestle owns Garden of Life, Vital Proteins, Douglas Labs, Pure Encapsulations, oh, Wobenzyme. And then get this, Clorox owns... Rainbow Light. Hello. Those were the prenatals I used to take when I was pregnant many moons ago with my babies. So Rainbow Light, which we all thought was a good food-based company owned by Clorox. 
Renew Life, which had some amazing intestinal cleanses owned by Clorox. How about this one? Natural Vitality Calm. So if you do calm gummies or magnesium calm gummies, mm -hmm. Clorox. And this is a mind blower. Burt's Bees is owned by Clorox. Burt's Bees is no longer the sweet small company that is wholesome and pure. And I have definitely in Burt's Bees seen that since Clorox has owned them, and that's been a number of years now. I don't buy Burt's Bees at all anymore. I've seen the quality take a pretty big hit, and I don't think they're as pure as they used to be, so I don't buy them. Some other ones. Okay, these I highly recommend you never take anyway. Centrum, Caltrate, and even Emergency, they're owned by Pfizer. And those, especially Centrum and Caltrate, they have been found to be full of additives. There have been studies done on Centrum that found them fully intact in the toilet after participants took the vitamins. And, you know, of course, later they were studied and found that. So glad I'm not the one studying that. I don't want to be the researcher on that. But anyhow, somebody did it. Thankful for that. And yeah, so Centrum, you don't want that. Another one, one a day. Okay, sit down. One a day is owned by Bayer. Now, that might not seem like a big deal, right? Bayer owns aspirin. Okay, so pharmaceutical. Uh-uh. Bayer bought out Roundup, and they own all kinds of other nasty chemicals. They are contaminating our food supply incredibly and hurting our gut health. And so anyone who owns Roundup is not a friend of yours or mine. But one a day is like Centrum not absorbable. So funny, those are the two most heavily purchased vitamins in the world, Centrum and One-A-Day, and neither of them are effective. So let's not give any money to Pfizer or Bayer for those. A couple others, Integrative Therapeutics and Nature's Way, they're owned by a company called Schwab. I don't know that company. I don't know anything about them, and I do like both of those companies. Enzymatic Therapy is also owned by them. I like all three of them, so I hope that they are staying good. And then some others, let's see, Metagenics is owned by a company called Alticor. I can't really say I know anything about them. And then some very popular supplements, Puritan's Pride, Sundown Naturals, Nature's Bounty, Ester C, American Health, which also has a good chewable C, Osteobioflex, and Solgar are owned by a private equity company called the Carlisle Group. So this gives you an idea of where some of our favorite vitamins are. It's really helpful to know that and to know what some of the possible downfalls of that are. Now, there are still some privately owned, top-notch, excellent companies on the market that I believe in and also use myself. Designs for Health, Nutritional Frontiers, Standard Process, Da Vinci, and there are more, but those are some of my favorites that I also carry in my office that as far as I know, I think they're all still independent and their quality is still top notch. I wanted to share all that with you today. For me, it is unbelievable, but at the same time, knowledge is power and now you have it. So go through those things I said earlier, make sure you know who owns it, you know what the ingredients are, you know that they're they're efficacious, meaning they're, the, the dose is right to get the result you want. Make sure they don't have a lot of fillers and they're third party verified. Those are the things you wanna do before you buy supplements. Let's end with the tip for the day because I like to get vitamins from food when I can. You know I have Hashimoto's 
which is an autoimmune hypothyroidism. I've had it since my youngest was one. So I'm going on 17 years of having it now. And it's under control, pretty stable, which is good. But one thing that's really cool, if you have two Brazil nuts per day, the larger ones, you get a day's supply of selenium. So instead of me taking selenium to support my thyroid, I just eat two Brazil nuts. So I highly recommend that if you tolerate nuts. Costco has big bags at very good prices. So if you're a Costco shopper, pick up a bag of those. I take them, I give them to my kids every day. So, and another thing is, did you know that a serving of almonds, which is a quarter cup, gives you 50% of your daily vitamin E needs. So when we're talking vitamins, what you can get from your food is always best. And of course, if you want vitamin D, getting sunshine is always the best way to get that vitamin. So that's my tip for the day. Please keep sending me in your questions. I love them. And thank you for joining me. I can't wait to talk with you next time. Until then, stay pretty well. Bye.